Welcome to the local obscene. Thanks. Thank you, local obscene. We have Carly back. Or should I... I fucking did it again. I know. Or should I say... I should have never introduced myself as Carly. Charlie. It's Charlie. What's up, Charlie Mac? I go by both. And uh, for this, for my comedy show, I'm going to be Charlie Mac. Wow. I'm transitioning. You're a trans... Respect it. I'm gonna be Chief Galaxy. Oh, you're gonna change yourself now? I'm a trans. You know, I'm not doing this to be cool, okay? No, I'm Chief Swiftwater. This is my life. I'm 100% man. Oh. So am I. <laughs> Holy shit. All things spooky. It's October, bitches. It's a spooky month. What's your worst nightmare? Oh man, um, my worst nightmare is whenever I have to scream in a nightmare, like if someone's chasing me or trying to kill me or something, whenever I have to scream, I go to scream and it's like a whisper, like I can't scream out loud. And I try, as hard as I try, I cannot let any scream out of my mouth. And when I wake up, I always think that like, holy shit, is that how loud I can scream? I'm gonna, like, no. I have two words. Which are? Ghost penis. Is that your worst nightmare? No, that's what's in, that's why you can't scream. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta get maybe uh, burn some sage in your room. That's that's I the remedy. Th- I thought there was some demon ghost boy going like, "Yeah, suck it." The whole time in my dreams, I was wondering why. Good theory. Good theory, Houston, Chief. Whoa. Swiftwater. Whoa. So I would say something spooky, like dinosaurs, you know? You think dinosaurs are spooky? So dinosaurs, but you go to another planet and it's like dinosaurs, but it's not, and it's spiders, and they're that fucking big. Oh, is that, is that your nightmare? Or did you That'd just be really that shitty, up? I think. That would be the worst thing in the world. That would be like Ron Weasley's worst space expedition ever. Like you get on the planet, you're like, oh my gosh, we're the we're the first people to discover this new Earth, and then a big juicy web like, is just there, and you're like, oh shit! Like it's like one small step for mankind, of one giant leap. Oh spider, get it, get it, get it! Is it on me? Is it on me? And then that's just like a newborn, but it's the size of a puppy, and um. then Mama comes out. And she's just like... Has like 37 nipples, drool just pouring down like like some sort of water feature at, at, at Wet n' Wild. Ooh. But like the nightmare spooky version of Wet n' Wild, which is another 
common common nightmare that I've had us like a, a nightmare version of Wet and Wild or Hurricane Harbor, whichever one. I feel like the scariest thing that could happen is it's not wet and wild, it's dry and wild. Oh God. Yeah, no, I take my answer back. Um, instead of like uh, a nightmare version where there's like dead babies in the wave pool and stuff, I think the title of that's probably probably like the worst, the worst porn that you could ever <laughs> imagine. And in that way, probably one of my favorite porns. <coughs> dry and wild. Hello? Um, hello, is this Waffles? Uh, Mr. Waffles? Yes, this is Tim. Um, hi, this is Brenda from the collection agency over at the Illuminati department. We received a sacrifice from you last night that actually turned out post-mortem to not be a virgin. So, um, we're going to have to send our, you know, soul collections agency and their hellhounds down to your place to collect on that in the next seven days. Um, virgin or not, actually, I'm so sorry to do this to you. Um, is there a late way that you would like to pay on that, sir? Today, on the local obscene, we have Zach. That's right, he's back. Whoa. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me, bro, dude. That was a cool voice. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to get you on here today to talk about your brand spanking new EP. Yeah, just uh, just dropped a little while ago. Kill the CEO EP. I, I take it you listened to it a little bit? I have. I've uh, started writing my anarchist manifesto in preparation of the future revolution. <laughs> That's cool. If we started a movement like that, I would be okay. <laughs> right. I'd be, like, I'd be like, that was cool. Did you see that movement? And you'd be like, yeah. Right, and then we can... Um, just fucking storm the halls. That'd be cool. And just maybe have some kind of like mobile mosh pit and we just mob and absorb everyone we come in contact with. Especially Republicans. That's fine. Yeah. Or just senators in general. And eventually we'll just transform into a hurricane of flesh <laughs> that takes over the White House. That's cool with me, man. <laughs> and then we win. Yeah, that would that would be ideal. I um, have a feeling this EP might not do that. There's like a fifty percent <laughs> chance, though, that it will. Yeah, uh, if we're the um, meteorologists of the revolution, there's a fifty percent chance of a flesh hurricane. Ah, uh, flesh hurricane. I like that's a that's a new song title, man. Flesh hurricane. <laughs> right. I hope so. Or a porno title, either one. Whoa. I don't know where the images of my brain just went for that one, like, second, but it was something. Yeah, blot outs in that porno, it's not going to be pretty, so we'll just not do that. <laughs> um, so The Return, the first song on the EP, mm -hmm. um, coming in hot, Chris, that furious bass line. Yeah, Mr. Chris wrote that and we uh we really just started that song uh freestyle jamming and shit and then that's what it turned into and uh, we'd never done just an instrumental so we figured we might as well 
you know throw it in there as the the intro kind of for the ep and call it the return just because we had uh got back together and shit because for a while we thought blot out was dead for good and so we're pretty glad it's not though i think many people are very glad um me especially just moving here um to see just fucking force that you guys are at shows and you guys really get people rally fucking if i can talk (laughs) rallied up yeah Um, man uh yeah we like to have fun we're definitely all have our fucking adrenaline going whenever we're playing shows uh you know that's what we like to do i I like to get people riled up i know if we if we're playing a show we want to see a pit you know we're trying to play fast and pissed and have some people Hopefully not hurt themselves too bad, but just enough to, you know, wake up the next morning with some bruises. Remember the show. Right. Yeah, nothing like waking up with a good bruise from the pit and reminiscing on the chaos. Yeah, dude, I got some from last night, so I'm still there. (laughs) Um, So moving on to number two, uh, No Balls. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that that song um, is just about... You know, with like the people that we have in the office and all the crazy shit that's going on. Um, you know, they've had movements, uh, growing movements, things, you know, that are more right wing and, and whatnot. And I don't consider myself like left wing, right wing. You know, I think most of it's bullshit, but I have noticed that uh, with the election of Trump and shit like that, you know, uh, racists are a lot more prone to fucking say how they feel but uh you know 90% of them are will say well I'm not racist but or fucking you know be be talking shit about uh you know stereotyping people and things like that and uh it's just really frustrating that's why it's called no balls it's like if that's how you feel then fucking say it you know what I mean like you don't even have balls to say that you don't like black people or you know you don't like fucking illegal immigrants because they're Mexican not because you know they didn't fucking get their their passport right or the green card or whatever the fuck like it's just it's frustrating um trying to have conversations with these people and it's like you know uh like I'm gonna tell you how I fucking feel you know like of course you know blot out we're not fucking racist but um fucking if i was at least i'd fucking admit it you know what i mean and that's that's kind of what that that song's about yeah i'm looking at the lyrics uh right here one one that stands out to me is uh your freedom of speech is protected by the law you won't see how you feel because you've got no fucking balls yeah dude that's that's exactly you know how we feel about it man it's like uh you know these people these people want to create this movement and not even like say what they truly believe because they're still still in fear of being called out or you know um getting hated on for you know their racism or sexism or whatever the case may be so it's just it's kind of amazing to me that these people will even fucking start these movements if they're not even just going to you know say how they really feel you know i i i try not to get super involved in politics and stuff like that because that shit just pisses me off and annoys me honestly but um yeah like i've seen like a lot of this uh stuff about you know like how 
Proud Boys and things like that aren't racist and are defending themselves, but beating up a bunch of Mexicans and stuff like that. And it's, it's I don't know, it's just retarded, man. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe one day they'll all take off the mask and then we can fucking weed the garden. Yeah, or maybe and they'll just all die. That'd be cool, too. Yeah, make some fucking progress. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. So, number three, uh, Dallas Punk's. Uh, just cut. I love how the lyrics start fading in the beginning. It's almost like you're walking into the fucking bar and you're like walking towards the fucking stage or something. It's kind of what I saw in my head. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We had little fade in, man, and that's uh, kind of the vibe you'd probably get from walking up to a rowdy punk show. You know, um, you know, I show I show people videos of different shows. You know, not just blot out shows, but different shows around. Uh, around the Dallas area, whether it's like house shows, stuff like that. And all these people are going ham and like, it's an underground, it's still an underground scene. Punk is still an underground scene. And a lot of people don't know what it's, it's really about. And, um, you know, we put out our music video for Dallas punks. And if you watch that, you know, you can see people, how riled up people get, but at the same time they're, they're having fun. You know, it's not, yeah. Like we I sing about like a lot of stuff that we're pissed off about or whatever, but, in the end, um, you know, the reason most punks get along is we have somewhat the same ideals, but it's the main thing is to just be accepting of each other and fucking have a good time, man, because that's, that's what life's supposed to be about, you know? And uh, so, yeah, we, we wrote that song about the Dallas punk scene just because it is so fucking rowdy here. And uh, there's always shows going on, you know, I went and saw Suicidal Tendencies last night and it was pouring down rain and everyone everyone still stayed for the show and was there's a fucking huge, you know, circle pit during their <laughs> set and it's like raining and everyone's, you know, busting their ass and everything but that's a Dallas punk scene. They don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, you know, like I was there um, and I think that's cool because I've toured a little bit but I've lived in a couple different cities and um you know some a lot of cities aren't like that man like you know uh even the punk rockers that come out you know they might be standing in the back um seriously i've noticed that uh especially when i lived in arizona and phoenix it's like all the old punkers just fucking kind of standing there you know like all stoic and shit yeah it's like come on man Let's, let's bring some fucking life to this show let's let's start moving around that's what it's supposed to be about, man, in, in my opinion. I mean, you know, because there are people that are like that or people that have injuries or whatever. Like, that's cool. I understand that. And Yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, at the, at the same time, like, I've seen fucking... Yeah, this is an example. So I went to a show. Um, this one wasn't even a punk show. It was a metal show. But I was in the fucking pit over there, and I look over, and there's this dude, and he's like like 65 years old like old wrinkly like I'm surprised like did not break an ankle in front of me right and, and he's like right in the midst of that shit you know and uh you know that's how I'm trying to be I'm trying to like croak in a mosh pit you know what I mean like that'd be quite an honorable death that would that'd get us a bunch of pity likes on Facebook too they'd be like <laughs> oh dude that dude blot out remember that old fuck that no one knows about he died in a mosh pit and then we get a bunch of likes and then shit it, my life would be complete and over 
if that's the case and I'm still alive, I'm gonna do my best to do a circle pit around your coffin at Sweet. the fucking funeral. Then you can do an interview with my dead body. I think that'd be life changing, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> I, I think it would too. Uh, and to also just spill some more lyrics out, um, pass around the 40s getting wrecked, take a shot and smoke between the set. I mean, those two lines alone. I've seen so much of that. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, everything we wrote for as far as like Dallas Punk's the lyrics, like that's, that's all based around shit that I see. Like people fucking passing around 40s, you know, um, a lot of people stay for the entire show, which, you know, also doesn't happen everywhere. Uh, you know, everyone just takes their break, go smoke some cigarettes, take a couple shots of whiskey, chug a beer, smoke a little whatever they got and, you know, get straight back to it. And, uh, you know, it's it is a lot about unity. Like like there's you know, there's people that are petty and uh, get real offended or try and fight with each other. But for the most part. Um, everyone's everyone's pretty cool with each other I mean now that I think about it like I really haven't had any problems uh, since I've been up here like I haven't fucking had to get in a fight with anybody in the punk scene or anything like that like most right. most everybody's pretty cool as long as you fucking you know don't cross any line and lines or anything like that and grab someone's girlfriend drunk or something you know yeah yeah definitely um, stomping on another man's yard yeah, don't, don't do don't that. you ever fucking stomp on my yard, dude. That's 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 when I fuck you up. <laughs> right. Step on my grass, bitch. <laughs> Step on the grass, your ass will become fertilizer. God damn. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's dark, dude. <laughs> uh so moving on to the number four, the title track. Uh Kill the CEO. Yeah. Um, dude, this one just fucking bangs. Thanks, man. Yeah, we were we were real happy with the way that one came out on the recording. Uh, that one was actually written before we broke up last time, but we never got to record it. But um, yeah, lyric-wise, it's um, you know it, it's not referring to a specific CEO like we have. You know the infamous fucking Donald Trump quote, like. <laughs> Yeah, I would love for that guy to die. So we went ahead and threw him in there. You know, he's a fucking piece of shit. You know, and he, but he <laughs> right that audio clip in the beginning. Yeah, it was giving me a small loan of a million dollars. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? All of us could use a small loan of a million fucking dollars. Yeah, no shit, dude. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's more, more than directly based at him. It's more um, you know, the greed of of a lot of CEOs uh, you know some people that run businesses do it do it right and like do it humbly but um, the majority of big businesses uh, don't give a fuck about you and it, it's just about the money um, for example I was working at this this grocery store right uh, a couple couple years ago and this dude had had like a wife and kids and like you know probably a really nice salary district manager or whatever and um uh, one day they called him and they were like, hey, we brought in a, a third party and um, we no longer need you anymore. And he was just like, what? 
And they were like, yeah, sorry about that, and fucking hung up on him or whatever. Keep in mind, this dude had been with the company for like 20 years. Holy so, shit. So he's been with this company for 20 years, and uh, for in order to save a little bit of money, they just like cut his job. Like They didn't switch him around. They didn't fucking offer him anything else. They literally called him when he was at work driving somewhere out of town and was like, yeah, all right, we're never paying you again. Okay, bye. You know? And, you know, so that kind of shit, not to mention these fucking rich fucks, you know, involved in, like, sex trafficking and, you know, always cheating on their wives and shit like that, you know? It's just that whole that whole mentality of these fucked up people with a, with a bunch of money that uh, I'd like to eliminate, you know? I don't think I'd be able to, but, you know, got to fucking least sing about it. Where the uh, flesh hurricane comes in. Exactly, dude. That's we. I would fucking love a flesh hurricane to just take out all those pieces <laughs> of shit. <laughs> blow all the pieces of shit across the world. That'd be fine. Well, don't blow them. They might like that. They probably they probably pay a lot for that already. But fuck them up, you know. <laughs> they get that shit for free. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> yeah, it's very soulless. Fucking mm. disgusting. Well, nice image, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a hurricane of fleshy blowjobs. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Sounds like I'm in an acid trip again. <laughs> so the last track, Get in the Pit. Get in the Pit, man. I Get mean, in the fucking pit. I mean, that's... Uh, it's pretty, pretty simple, man, like... We're uh, encouraging people to fucking rage at shows, man. And like, you know, reason being, it, it you know, it, it pumps the bands up. But like, that's how that's how I have a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I love getting in the fucking pit. All my fucking bandmates love getting in the pit. Jaren, you know, our new guitarist, threw his fucking guitar down out of the blue at like uh, our show <laughs> didn't and fucking started raging in the pit you know like we all we that all love to do ass. that shit and like it's a, it's an outlet man and uh it has been for a long time and i mean you can look at fucking youtube videos of punk shows you know 40 years ago or whatever and same shit's going on man like nothing's nothing's changed and um you know uh i talk a little bit about the punk scene in that in that song too and how like it's it's not going away you know the, the punk scene isn't going anywhere like if the punk scene would have died was gonna die it would have died already you know definitely and yeah. the fucking heart beats strong pumping the blood yeah dude through the scene um this uh line here uh we are unified punk rockers till the fucking day we die yeah man it comes full circle it really does, man, and it's cool to see um, see older cats that that are still around. And and really, if you think about it, um, one thing I noticed a lot a lot of these bigger bands, man, like these guys are you know forty, fifty, sometimes fucking sixty years old, still doing the same shit. And um, you know, for people that are that are real involved in the scene, you know, or or just actually about it and about the music and and about um, the, the lifestyle, I guess. Um, you know, we're we're gonna do this till we die, man. Like, I'll never forget uh, taking this jog one time. I was like 18 or something, and I'd only been into punk for like maybe three years, 
by then. And, uh, you know, that's when I first heard hardcore punk, at least. But, um, like, I knew, I knew from that point, I was like, dude, this is not a phase. Like, I'm not just going to stop listening to this shit and going to shows. Like, this is what I want to do, you know? It resonated. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely resonated and uh you know the more people that feel like that the better you know the bigger the scene gets the more fun we all have um you know the more we could stand for good cause right out on the floor it doesn't matter where you come from where you've been there's just an equality everyone kind of is on the same fucking plane of existence in the pit exactly that's something to believe in yeah it's pretty cool man I mean, uh, we, because we are all equal, you know, no one chooses to get born a, a certain way or chooses to have certain parents. Like we all start out the same, just fucking popping out of our fucking mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> popping out of a mom's. Popping out of the mama. And, and in uh, the future, we might pop out of a fucking pod, a science oh, pod. Like the Matrix, dude? The fucking Matrix. But like... A good matrix. <laughs> like without all the killing of the machines and the humans getting eaten for batteries and shit like that? Yeah. It'll be like the fucking Gaia matrix. And there'll be like trees that are technological and they fucking birth us with fucking pods. Will there be cats? There will be cats. Okay. All right. That sounds all right. Uh, just fucking human pods and cat pods and we'll all just fucking hatch in these infinite lives just <laughs> spreading across the fucking universe. Dude, I like your brain, dude. <laughs> dude, your brain is like, it makes me, it makes me think. You know? <laughs> it makes me think I should think like that more. My music dude. might be more interesting and not as straightforward. <laughs> well, your music is absolutely interesting. Um, and I'm Appreciate glad it's that. straightforward because it's a very solid fucking message and I think you guys are definitely on to something here I appreciate it man we're, we're gonna keep going um, yeah I like I like to just say how I feel you know and uh, not beat around the bush and just play for fun you know because pretty sure that a lot of people that listen to our music are probably pissed off about the same kind of shit you know but also probably riled up and having a good time about the same shit we're happy about you know Dallas punk scene so so you don't beat around the bush but would you say that you beat up the bush dude I do beat the bush and by beating the bush I mean my own bush probably tonight you punch your bush dude I punch I punch my bush (laughs) my outside bush I don't know what anyone else was thinking my bush outside it's ugly I punch it and that's like that's that's what I do when I'm not in a pit because I have to release somehow see when you said outside bush my brain for some reason thought of the opposite and I was like what's an inside bush oh that's fucking scary dude (laughs) dude I better not ever find anyone with an inside bush that's like that's genetically mutated dude what if your inside bush catches on fire it's like the burning bush holy shit or what fuck dude dude what if the inside bush catching on fire is how people spontaneously combust so there's been this there's dude I think we fucking cracked the mystery no one's ever known how people have spontaneously combusted because it's happened before dude they had a fucking inside bush 
Dude, and they're inside bush lit, revealing a prophecy that was so fucking gnarly that they just explode in a fiery inferno. Yeah, they're probably all geniuses and they're just so smart that they fucking die. You know, the world the world's not ready. I think we're ready. <laughs> we're ready right now, world. Give it to us. Someone with an inside bush needs to give it to us right now. <laughs> Well, thanks again, man, for uh, coming into the studio today. No problem, brother. I hope to fucking uh, watch you fucking uh, keep interviewing people and doing what you're doing. I do appreciate you putting these this shit out, you know? Yeah, man, it's, it's a over. lot of fun. It's uh, really starting to become a passion. That's what's up, dude. Cool place, too. Cool cat. He's very fat. <laughs> Hear that, Goom? Shout out to the Goom. Shout out to the Goom. (laughs) Well, uh, be safe out there. I will see you in the scene, of course. And uh, fucking keep it real, bro. All right, brother, man, I will. I'll see you in the pit. supernatural abilities. Today I have patient number 17, Craig Cotton, who believes he can move objects with his mind, otherwise known as telekinesis. He is about to arrive any minute. In every case that I have had so far, all patients have suffered from hallucinations, delusions verging on psychosis. Come in. Oh. Hey, Dr. Kadarkian, thanks for seeing me on such short notice. Anytime, Craig. Have a seat. Thanks, thanks. So what brings you in today, Craig? Well, you know, like we talked about on the phone, um, uh, gee, you're not going to tell anybody about this, are you, Doc? Everything that is spoken in this room is strictly confidential. Okay, okay. So... Okay, it all started kind of like this. Ever since I was a little kid, I used to do this uh, kind of silly thing, I guess, when I was all alone. Um, and so every once in a while, as an adult, I'd do it sometimes too. Just when nobody's around, I... Okay, so you know when you're sitting down in a room and there's something like right across the way and you don't want to get up and go get it. So sometimes just... Just sometimes, Doc, when there's nobody around, I'll reach my hand out and I'll try to make it, you know, come to me without getting up. Like, you know, make it move like superpowers or something. Oh, jeez, does that sound crazy, Doc? Here is what we are going to do. I am going to place my coffee cup on this desk in front of me. You are going to use your power and move it to you. But it it probably won't do it, Doc. It only does it when no one's around. Craig, listen to me. I want you to free your mind. You are 100% safe in this room. I will not tell a soul. I just have to see it for myself. It is the only way. 
well, okay, I'll try. But you're the only, you're the second person I've ever done this in front of. The first was my ex-wife, Tracy, and she totally just left me for it. So, Doc, you can't even, just don't even, don't say I'm crazy. It'll, it'll, I'll try. Doc, did you see that? Did you see that, Doc? It moved. Doc. Incredible. Incredible. Oh my gosh, that Traces should have never left me. I knew it. I knew it, Doc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Doc. You saw that too, right? Yeah. Something truly remarkable has just happened here, Craig. Fuck yeah, Doc. No one else knows you are telling me this is true? It's totally true. I told you. You saw it. You saw it. I am the first person to see you do this, Craig. You are the first one that has seen it. Thanks for listening to part one of Dr. Kadarkian. You're listening to The Local Obscene. Next up, we have an interview with Demi Cole, photographer slash videographer. Alright. What is your favorite color? And why? So... I like the rainbow um, because it has all the colors in it, and it's my favorite. Really? Okay, yeah. I love that. Okay, now what is your, like, what would you say is, like, your favorite animal or your spirit animal? I would say that my big fluffy cat, Goom, is my spirit companion familiar. And why? Because he cuddles me every night, and he purrs on top of my chest and fills me with love and light. Okay, now what is your favorite, like, element that comes from the sky? That comes from the sky? Or, like, weather. What would be your favorite? I would say just a good overcast with a light sprinkling. Um, (laughs) But every now and then, I'm down for a solid downpour. Just soak me, and I'll just lay in the grass and just be covered in it mother nature's glory yes why um because afterwards <laughs> i feel like all of the the sin has been washed from my soul <laughs> and i can begin again okay do you know do you want to know what all of these things mean yes your favorite color is how you want people to perceive you how you want to appear to the outside world Your favorite animal or spirit animal is what you want in a partner or what you are attracted to in other people, what you kind of want out of other people or I guess your loved one. And then the element would be how you see God. Holy shit, I think my mind just exploded. (laughs) Wow, that's great. Um, So welcome to the local obscene, uh, Miss Demi Cole. How's it going? Hey, I'm so well. I'm digging this atmosphere so much. Demi's uh, sitting in our giant leather uh, chair in our mansion studio that we have. Because <laughs> uh, we're, we're super fucking rich yes. here at the local obscene, if you guys didn't know. Um, what do you do here? 
So, here in this place? Oh, um, <laughs> well. <laughs> Other than just sinking into this leather, purple, furry, yes, leather can be furry, couch, I do photo and video. A oh, lot of wow. both of those things. So you would call yourself a, a photographer slash videographer? Yes. I've been doing the first one a lot longer than the second one, but I figured, why not? I have so many interests, so I'm going to jump into them. What a... Whoa. That's so amazing! (laughs) Speaking of rain and storms being our favorite element, because that's mine too, and cats are mine too, so that's wild. So what's happening right now? But yellow is my color, so... I can see that. (laughs) By the color of your nails. They're a nice, I would say like a sunflower yellow. Yeah, I like that. We'll go with for that. the listeners out there who want a visual. Yes, um, we all need visuals. So, what type of uh, clients do you work with? What's some of the work you've done? So, in college, I started out with senior graduates, and they started paying me, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can do what I love and make money. I can monetize my passion. So I kind of took off from there doing a lot of seniors that were graduating. And so from there, people were like, well, can you do weddings? Can you do maternity? Can you do newborns? Can you do this, that? And of course, I'm going to be like, yes, 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 yes to all of that, because I'm a person that likes to dabble in a little bit of everything. So I feel like that's how we grow. Very true. We have to expand ourselves. Exactly. And when you say no, you're just like denying yourself that process and that journey of growing into more of a person. There is a possible exception we went through earlier, (laughs) Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Uh, (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Oh, we'll we'll get into that right now. So... uh, (laughs) Any, any people out there who are interested in uh, working with, with Demi um, that are large, uh, hairy, scary <laughs> men that uh, want to pose naked. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what do you, what do you think? Would, would you, you have take to that? be there with me. Oh, okay, that, so I yes. have to come along? Yes, okay. you are. Well, all right, so there is a slimmer of hope for you out there, large, hairy, naked man that wants pictures. Yes, thank Chief Swiftwater. <laughs> Um, so what would you say is some of your best work and experiences you've had best work and experiences Mm. real life changers wow really it's just all about the person that I'm having interaction with I would say I'm like I just vibe with people or I don't or I do I do a lot more than I don't. Okay, so I would say one of my favorite shoots was just any other senior portrait, but it just like turned magical because this girl's spirit was like, it felt like she was a sister of mine. And so we just go off on like these creative like adventures that I never had like pictured for the shoot. So it's totally, I say it totally depends on the person weddings can turn in this too if it's just like some magical couple or like a family that's just so loving like it it definitely changes my whole experience 
So you're very flexible when it comes to trying to create the vision of whatever is brought to the table with all these different people. I think so. I think very much so. I don't have one vision that I'm like, you have to wear this, you have to do this, pose like this. I'm like, do your thing and let me capture you just being on fire and in love with life. That's amazing. Yeah, I like to meet them where they're at. Like, if you're not even in love with life right now and you're going through, like, a hardship, like, let me capture that too. Be vulnerable. I just want to be a safe place. That's right. I mean, I would be down to do a photo shoot of my, like, shittiest point in life just so I always can remember. Right? <laughs> just how awful it was and how far I've come. <laughs> when you put it like that, <laughs> You know, I really want to do a dumpster shoot because I feel like a trash. <laughs> Demi's gonna be there for you if you want to do that guys you're so. so welcome I'm like a therapist behind the camera <laughs> that's awesome um so where is the best place to contact you for uh, anyone looking for your services so you can find me on Instagram at at Demi Cole photo and my personal is at DC that's me two E's what's up Um, I have a few websites out there right now, but I'm not even going to get into that because I need to make a new one. Jeez. Yay. New website (laughs) coming soon. Duh. Can you build it? (laughs) Do you have like a... Yeah, totally. Uh, Do you have an email or anything? Yes. DemiColePhoto at gmail.com. Shout out to Google. Google. They rock. They're actually... They live here in the studio. So hey, yeah, we're that big. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, as tradition in local obscene, we always go down a dark alley. Oh, sick. Uh, and especially this episode because we're getting closer to Halloween, and we want to bring out the spookiness. Um, so what would you say is your worst nightmare, either hypothetical or has actually happened to you? Wow. Um, worst nightmare. Bah. That's so hard. What? Because I'm not cliche. Like, I'm not a cliche person. Like, we, I just heard so many people answer this question, and I'm like, I'm none of those. I can't resonate. So I, I'm going to have to think. My worst nightmare. The worst, most terrifying thing you could ever imagine. Wow, I don't know why drowning just came to my mind. That's so sad. That's trippy. I would hate to drown. What would you say is, like, the worst, uh, like, body of water that would take place in? Oh, probably, like, super dark. Not being able to see any color. I feel like I love color. It, like, saves me. So, on a rage from, like, bathtub to ocean... <laughs> definitely deep darkest ocean like I was scuba diving or I was like in a submarine and we like couldn't finish the mission Ooh, and there's just no bottom and yeah and we're like and colder we're out of oxygen and so we just hang out with the octopus I would say that's extra spooky yeah you don't know what's down there people no one knows what's down there exactly why do we explore space so much but not the ocean I'm so I love the water. <laughs> well, sometimes you just have to embrace your worst nightmare. Exactly. To conquer it. <laughs> uh, I would say that mine is more supernatural. Yeah. And it would be like, it would start with one 
ring girl, you know, like from the ring, the creepy girl in the dress with the long hair over her yes. face. Starts with one, and I get away from that one, and then there's like two, and I'm like, oh, well, fuck. It's so crazy that you mentioned that. I was forced to watch The Ring when I was like 12, and that oh, was the shit. very first scary movie I ever watched, and I do not do them, like, at all, ever since. Nope. The yeah. Ring definitely crushed my soul first time I watched it, so Creepy. I can understand. I imagine ultimately in the worst possible sense of that happening to me I like keep getting away and there just keeps being more of them and eventually I'm just completely surrounded by hundreds of them and they're all just like just piling on top of me in a, a big ring girl dog pile just the worst thing oh ever. my gosh all their creepy limbs twisting in all these different directions and all the sounds ew the... breaking bones and like necks no dude can I just say like I'm not afraid of anything because why are we why would we ever? we're surrounded by our guardian angel that's right <laughs> our white bubble glow you hear that people if you ever feel in danger surround yourself by a white glow and, and say uh what was it benef- benefit uh and ask for a benevolent benevolent uh, outcome outcome <gasps> that's so sacred we sacred just gave them fuck. the secret Bestowing ancient knowledge here on the local obscene. Do, do, do. Well, thanks, Demi Cole, for Thank coming you. in to the studio. It was an absolute joy. And for the listeners out there, hit her up for some amazing photography and videos. Yes, we'll have fun. We'll make magic. Thank you so much for having me. Excuse me, sir. Do you have any sponge? A sponge? No, sponge, sir. Do you have any sponge? A sponge? Yes, do you have any sponge, sir? I was going to go to the McDonald's down the street, going to make chicken with some sponge if you spare some. I don't think I, like, understood one word of you're going to the McChacken? Son, son. Sponge. Oh, Change. Yes, yes. Uh, I think so. Let me check my pocket. Oh, shit. Son, you dropped all the sponge. I'm sorry. Here, uh, let me help you. Yes, pick up all the sponge, little one. Pick it up and put it in my sponge. All right, all right. Here we go. Thank you, son. Now we can go get to McShackin' down at the McDonald's. Spange! What you're listening to right now.
Mike Barnett, and I play guitar and sing in Mitzvahn. And uh, my probably scariest nightmare that I've had in the dream world was I had the type of dream where you try to scream and nothing comes out. I, mean, I can't remember what was happening in the house during that dream, but I remember it was like my childhood house and I tried to scream and nothing came out. And that's pretty scary. Was something coming to get you? I think there was somebody or something in the house. Yeah. Did it want your soul? It probably. <laughs> that's fucking scary. Yep. Alright, you, mister. Whoa. I think I just <laughs> fucking shit myself. <laughs> Alright, my name's Eric Pineda, and I play guitar and sing in Citrus Clouds. My worst nightmare is to lose my memory. Ooh. I, oh, I will, man. If I can't remember that I existed, did I even exist? Yep. Or do you just vanish? Yeah. Into know. the infinite abyss Two, just, of time. What is time? So, what's constru- crazy is that it could happen. I will. I mean, will. It will. Like I, I might. Yeah. Like memories, and not forever. But it's okay because you're the citrus clouds, <laughs> and we're forever friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We well, are forever till, friends. Till the world ceases to exist. Or till the sun ceases to exist. Or that big old Milky Way. <laughs> or an asteroid hits the planet. Well, you don't need the... It doesn't matter how much sun you have. So if we, uh, yeah, so if, if we collectively don't remember existing... We, okay, next. Exist. You in the middle. <laughs> I'm Stacy, and I play bass for Citrus Clouds, and my worst fear would be... The zombie apocalypse, but not not like the Walking Dead version, but like the Dawn of the Dead version, where they're all like super stealth and like fit as fuck. Like I don't, I don't think I could outrun any of those motherfuckers in that movie. <laughs> that is my worst fear. If they're just like super fast and super angry. Oof. Yeah. And just. Piece by piece, you are dragged away. <laughs> yeah, like if I in was, all different directions. Yeah, I think it would happen so fast, I wouldn't even know what to do because I'm slow. So. <laughs> all right, you there, closest. Hi, uh, I'm a drummer and I play for the band Citrus Clouds. Uh, my name's Angelica, and uh, my worst nightmare is being suffocated, and. It was sort of like a total recall sort of reenactment, but I was on Mars and outside like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he's, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely, he's, his mask Iconic. is broken. He's like, his eyeballs oh, are poking yeah. out like all crazy. Yes. yes. I, I've, I've had, that was my worst dream that really like when we st- started on this topic, that was the first dream that came up is I was suffocating, <laughs> but I was in Mars, like I was at, you know, on that planet, and depressurizing. Oh yeah, that, that's Eyeballs terrible. Fucking popping out. That's crazy. I'm suffocating. <laughs> in, in, yeah. Okay, you over there. My name's Tom. I play guitar in Mute Swan, and um, I'm also going with just the first one that came to my mind. Probably not my worst, 
but it's like a recurring one I have every like three months or so and it was like a summer in I think in between like eighth and ninth grade where I was supposed to read Jane Eyre and then I had a test on it the first day I just brought it back to like the first like three days before school and didn't read it and failed the test <laughs> and I like that nightmare is just like basically like a compacted version of that like summer that first day. <laughs> and I literally shit. have it once every like three or four months and it's just as stressful every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally so innocent. Like it's just so innocent. <laughs> uh, I wish I could have nightmares like that. <laughs> it was very specific. That was I like that. Alright, you two in the back or one of you. One of you two. My name is Prabhjit, or Prab. I play bass in Mute Swan. And um, a nightmare that I used to have was a reoccurring one. And the way I could, I didn't know how it was reoccurring. Um, but whenever I'd go to sleep, uh, the dream would start with like footsteps in the grass. And then, um, someone is trying to kill me with a, I think an axe. And oh my. we're at the house that is across the street and one over from where I actually live. So I look at the house all the time and I memorize it. So it's in my dream. And I go around the backyard and I climb the roof to escape. And I'm like, all right, I escaped. And I jump off, you know, back onto the ground. And my mom drives up, and she's like, all right, son, get in. And I get in the car, and as I jump and get in the car and we speed away, all in that one action, I hear a gunshot, and I'm like, all right, mom, we made it. And then I, I, get, I stop to look, and my mom's dead. <gasps> wow. And so then um, it kept happening, and I was like, okay, this dream is like... And then I realized the dream would start with that sound that you get when you put your ear to the pillow. Ooh. That so soft I, rustle. So then I would never do that. And then after a while, I was like uh, really frustrated with this whole thing. And then I just would do it on purpose to try to do that dream again. But every time, like everything, it was like a shotgun or like an axe or something. That's it. Mom would be dead every time. I see it. I see the screenplay already. Yeah. All right, you wow. over there. You're the last one. I'm the last one. Um, my name's Gilbert, and I don't play with anyone here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm filling in for her drums on Mute Swan. Texas tour, primarily to uh, trick everyone into going to Bucky's, basically. <laughs> I was and fooled. I think my worst nightmare, I was actually going to talk with, with my cat, which is like sleep paralysis. Because you're talking about dimensional stuff and like that goes into like shadow people and shadow people you know can like go through dimensions and so on and so forth if you want to look into that side of it but uh yeah sleep paralysis is pretty terrifying right because the shadow people can reach through you yeah dang so that's happened you've been uh-huh. like i've had it like three or four times like you wake up <laughs> first time i had it was at my childhood home oh shit and yeah I saw my first like shadow person when I was like 24 or something. What? Did they, did they like physically interact like, with you? 
No, like so. so they it's just watched like, you from afar. There's like throughout the time period that's been forever, like sleep process being documented. There's like paintings of and stuff. You should look it up. It's pretty interesting shit. But all around the world, people see like the same kind of images, whether it be like a shadow person or like a black mass that's putting like pressure on your chest or like even like this like weird small dude in like the corner of the room or something. Ooh. But uh, yeah, so you, people look into it and it's you it can't really be diagnosed like clinically and it can't be really proven like in that, like the whole other spectrum that you could put it into. But shadow people are like a figure that happens and I saw one, I like, you can't move, you're just, you're, you're in place, you, can, you can't talk, you can't wake up, you're just like kind of like consciously like paralyzed in bed. And you have this feeling like something's wrong or like something like is there to harm you. And wow. you can have a lot of these signs or just feel this presence like you're in danger. And like I had a little window and this was like my lights are on, people were in my living room, I could see into my living room. I had just like gone and passed out on my bed like kind of like if I like passed out here and I had it. So I have it and I'm like screaming for people and this like I can feel something's like wrong and I can move my eyes like into the window and I just see like a shadow figure like watching me. And I've seen it. one of those. It's fucking terrible. Was it outside? It was outside of my uh, yeah. But dang. people have them, you know, like in their faces and shit. Like it's there's a really cool documentary actually called The Nightmare. It's about sleep paralysis. It's really cool. Or Don't be alarmed right now, but yeah. there is a couple of shadow people behind you right now. That's not true. You have to be But paralyzed. also, it does kind of get induced by talking about it. That was good. Yeah. You just kind of blew them off, but there's more of them now. Uh, there's a lot. There's probably about five of them now, and uh, what, <laughs> they're looking at me. They're looking back at you. What so, are you going to do about it, man? Wake you up morning? Are you going to turn around and look at them? I, I don't, I don't want to look. Dude, you know what's That's a smart choice. You've survived. You've passed. They're gone now. Good job. <laughs> you conquered There's them. There's happened a couple times on this tour where I've seen, like, shadows of birds on the ground flying around, and I'll look up towards the sun, and there won't be anything up there. It'll only be the bird's shadow. And it's happened twice while we've been on tour. Ew. Whoa. That's like an anomaly. Yeah. So dude. It's like a shadow bird. You saw a glitch in the Matrix, dude. Yeah. I think so. This next song is called Imagination. Hey guys, Chief here. Thanks for listening to episode 8 of The Local Obscene. Had a great fucking time as always. You're the best. Thanks for listening. Special shout out to Zach from Blot Out. Go pick up their new EP, Kill the CEO. It's incredible. Shout out to Carly Mack for co-hosting it. She did a great job. Shout out to Photographer.